Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 77, Dave Fry Interviews Me, part two. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm going to put you into part two of my conversation with Dave in just a minute. But if you're coming into episode 77 and you haven't listened to part one of our conversation, which is episode 76, maybe listen to that one first. This is a little bit different. Dave came up with all the questions for this one. I did veto a few, not because they were personal. I'm fine talking about personal things, but we just had to had to whittle his question list down because this would have been a... 10-parter if I would have let him. (laughs) But I hope you're enjoying the conversation. And I just briefly want to say something about Dave because we don't talk much about him in this episode. He's really the interviewer of me. Uh, But Dave is a guy who struggled with major depression, suicidal thoughts, was on huge amounts of antidepressant drugs and everything you can imagine for a really, really long time, like decades. And he had pretty much given up until he didn't. And this new paradigm helped Dave. Now, he had had some cracks before this, and he had started to see that maybe some things were possible. But he really credits coming across this new paradigm and seeing, wow, what if I'm not depressed? What if I've never had depression? And it's just a bunch of thinking that's been dancing around within me for decades. And that was, uh, as you can imagine, (laughs) gigantic for Dave, but also maybe in ways that you can't imagine because like I I met Dave fairly early on in that when he was just kind of coming out of the depression and really diving into everything that this understanding has to offer. Um, He did and still does come to every live event I do and he's front and center and just wants to be of service in any way he can. And I really mean any way. So like when it's pouring out down rain and people have to walk in from their cars to my event, I'll send Dave out with an umbrella to walk them in under an umbrella. And he is thrilled to do that. He scrubs floors, he does everything. But Dave has so much to offer. I just share that because I want to give you a picture of how eager he is to serve and how um, how moved he is and how grateful he is for this understanding because it has done so much for him. Dave is also trained to be a coach and he talks with people, especially suffering with depression. And it's just amazing. He's one of these people that has not only found freedom from suicidal depression, but he's one of the happiest people I know. My kids call him Uncle Dave. He's just one of these super joyful, fun people to be around. So Although he definitely um, has his mature interviewer hat on in this conversation, largely I know because he thinks that's what I want him to do. I I'm, I can be a little serious about this podcast. I want it to be of good quality and all of that. So I know he was playing along with the rules. I hope you can get a feel for how impacted Dave is by this understanding and um yeah, and I'm just really grateful for him and for him pitching this idea of him, him interviewing me for a couple sessions. So I hope you're enjoying our conversation. I've noticed recently on Instagram, which is my favorite, that you've been like, wow, one picture after another. And the images are really, really sharp and clean. And I'm like, either there's a, you know, you have a new photographer 
or you bought a digital camera or something because they are nice. What'd you do? It's both. <laughs> it's both, but the camera is an iPhone 11. It's the best, the best quality pictures I've seen, better than any camera out there. Yeah, that's amazing. Really, really sharp. And uh, you know, one of the pictures is, is you sitting uh, with Buddha next to the, the statue of Buddha. Uh, next Not my to dog your, Buddha. Yes. <laughs> uh, next to the, the fireplace. And then uh, there's another one with uh, you uh, and Santa. Yep. So, uh, but, but let's go back to, to Buddha for a second. And um, from what little I know about this understanding, it seems, and this is just from my own personal glimpses, as if it's ancient beyond our time and and that's why it works so well for me anyway as if we're remembering our true self <laughs> yes i think you're right no absolutely i mean and i think that is the you know that's what gives it, I don't, I don't mean this the way I'm saying it, but I think that's what gives it the credibility. And I don't mean the credibility like we care what people think of it. I mean, that's what, that's why it resonates. Like, it, because it is not new. I, I firmly believe, and this is just my opinion, that we absolutely know every single bit of this and that we, in some way, you know, take physical form in this earth in this particular lifetime and we kind of basically agree to forget it and then re-remember it all. So it's not that it's now I'm again just my opinion. It's not that uh it's not that this is foreign. It's not that it's brand new. I mean again like we were saying earlier it can be hidden behind a lot of psychology. It can be hidden behind a lot of ego. But that is why I think it it seeps through in poems that are 3000 years old. You know, in every single religion, every religious text ever, it's all over the place in there. And, you know, in every good like Beatles song or every good song that's ever been written, even in just the past 50 years, you know, like it is all over the place. It's kind of funny because it's another and. It's like you were saying earlier how our language is so outside in and our language is like, oh, he made me feel this way and she did this to me and, all, and you're right. And it's also so much of this. It's so inside out and it so speaks the truth. We just hear whatever we hear at any given moment, you know? But yeah, I think the, I think the timelessness of it and the fact that it's been all over the place and, and I believe, again, deeply imprinted within each one of us is why it resonates so quickly so often. You know, people people have their favorite authors and there's so many uh, wonderful quotes out there and Rumi, we all love Rumi and I love being human because of all the quotes that you've put in the, in, in your book. But, um, but you know, Rumi is one of those guys that he had this understanding and he was able to share it in, I'm sure in where he lived and with the people he loved but then he also, you know, was able to, I don't know if he actually left behind quotes, but uh, we definitely quoted him. And it's really fascinating to, to see how, whether or not he had this particular understanding or, understanding or not, 
But my understanding of this understanding resonates with what he says. So all of a sudden, 10 years ago, I'd I'd, uh, read a Rumi quote and it would just bounce off me and it wouldn't wouldn't phase me a bit. But now it's like, holy cow, you know, really just deep and fascinating. Why is it that I can now understand what he's he's speaking about? Because you have a framework for it. Like you, and I, and I, I'm, maybe it's not even that. I mean, the framework, I think when I say a framework for it, because I just think that's so valuable. It's, it's probably not the biggest thing because what I mean by a framework, I guess, is, um, is that we have some sense of how things work. Like if I just had to say in a sentence, what's the framework? It's that we are peace, love, health, joy, and the the Jack Pransky quote, basically. We are peace, love, and wisdom, and the ability to, whatever it is, think that we aren't, <laughs> forget that, you know, the ability to create the illusion that we aren't those things. That's kind of the framework. When that, I mean, just that's so simple. That's one line, and that explains how we work and how our experience works. So I think once we have a feel for that, we do just, we see this we see evidence of that all over the place. So I don't know. I think that's all that's happened. All, but I don't mean all because it's really profound that it changes every bit of our lives. But, but also all that happens in that it's really simple. Like if we could just share that quote around and get a little teeny sense of how it works. Man, I mean, it doesn't take much. I, you know, I share that and you know, because you've, you've learned to coach with me. Um, I share that with the coaches I train all the time. Like it, it's, a, it's another giant and. This stuff is so big and we can get so easily caught up in how inarticulate we are and how hard it is to explain. And that is totally true in my experience. Like we are describing the indescribable and it is hard and we all suck at it. Every one of us, we just have to suck, suck, suck at it and be horrible and be okay with being horrible at it. But even in our horribleness in it, at it, people hear it. So who cares if we suck and we're horrible at it? Like it is in many ways the easiest thing in the absolute world to share because it's in all of us already. It's imprinted in all of us already. And there is like an antenna up just waiting to be pinged by this truth in every single person on earth. I mean, how cool is that? We get to be horrible at what we do, (laughs) you know, like in the big picture and still be incredibly effective. I love that too. Um, and uh, these two people that I'm going to talk about, Lana and Terry, and I love them dearly. Me and too. Um, they, uh, they were, we were discussing this out of the 60 questions that I came up with. And I was asking some of their advice too. And, and did, did they have any questions? And uh, Lana asked if you uh, ever had doubts about the, how this understanding works. And Terry agreed that it was a great question. Uh, but then, you know, I, I shook my head and said, uh, no way, Jose. Uh, we all have thoughts, but real honest to God doubts? No way. I don't have any doubts whatsoever. Now, you know, I, I love them both dearly. And I'm not, uh, you know, speaking down upon what they had because I don't, need to do that because it was a thought that they had, right? That's a great question. Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, 
It's a great question because you're so good at this, even if you think that at times that you aren't. It's just, it's, it's okay to think like that, but you really are really, really good. And so, um, so do you? Because they're listening intently right now. <laughs> so have doubts that how you really are peace, love, and wisdom and the ability to create the illusion that we aren't? D- doubts that uh, about how this understanding works. I don't think about, I don't think it was about the love and wisdom, but how this understanding works. So doubts that we are innately healthy and we, we create our experience, our experience is created through thought. Like just how, like how life works. Is that what the question is? Like, do I have doubts about that? See, the question doesn't even make sense. <laughs> no, oh. it's, a, it's a great question. Like, okay. So here's again, and here's like, um, sometimes when, when coaches are kind of newer at this, it looks like, and I'm not saying this about Terry and Lana, but like other like like when I train coaches, right? Early on, and me too, right? It looked like, oh my gosh, well, is that an exception? Like this person has that issue or that person has this issue. Like maybe this isn't going to work for them. Now there's a distinction there. Maybe they aren't going to hear anything because that's true of anybody at any moment, right? We don't, we don't know who's going to hear what. Like that has nothing to do with anything. It's just, that's just human. We, people are, some people are going to hear something and some people aren't in any given moment. But can anyone hear it? And is it true of all people? Zero doubts. Zero, ever. And maybe I'm just delusional, but you know what? The more I just know that this is the truth with absolutely zero doubts, I, the more I see it all over the place. And I, and, and you know, and that's, it's a good question if one were to ask, um, well, how'd you get to a place where you have zero doubts? I don't know how that happened. I really don't know how that happened, but I just know that I, I just I just don't have any doubts and I don't see any exceptions to it at all, ever. I see people living in in a lot of suffering, but that, that that's not at all an exception to who we are and how we work. Well, thank you for answering that. And um, I believe that they already knew that answer. I think it's natural and innocent for our brains to question this. Of course, we're going to question. I find myself questioning myself. Is That's just part of it. That's part of it. Yeah. We get the whole package deal. We get the good times. We get the bad times. We get the amazing, brilliant new thoughts. We get the old habitual thoughts. It's just the whole package deal. It's really, really brilliant. It's just how we work. It's how we work. And so how do you know that you've reached someone sharing this understanding? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, it's different every time. You know, sometimes... I don't know because they tell me. That's one thing I will say. I don't know because someone says, because someone says, oh, that makes sense or I know what you, you know, like that, that, I just don't think that means anything. More often than not, what happens is they're, they just report back that things have shifted that they weren't trying to shift. 
you know, like they'll just come back and say, oh, like this whole interaction with my partner or in my business or whatever went totally differently than how it tends to go. And that was not a thing on their radar. They didn't want coaching around it, you know? So like that kind of stuff, like that's where you know, okay, some things have shifted. It's it's never really about behavior again, but it's more about just how things look. I love, love, love when people are like, yeah, I still did my habit, whatever their habit is. Yeah, I did it last night, but I just, I just know it's not going to be around for much longer. There's no way you can have that attitude and, and it is going to be around for much longer. You know what I mean? Like, like when they're like, yeah, I still, you know, I ate, you know, three bowls of ice cream after bed, but it just didn't feel the same. It didn't feel the same. And I know it's, I've, I've seen something about it. Like there's no question it's on its way out and that's how it tends to go a lot. And that's so hard for most of the world to see because we're so used to judging success, you know, by all these different criteria. So, so part of it is, you know, that things have changed for them and, and you see things like that. But, you know, the other answer is sometimes I don't know at all. I think a lot of times people go away and they're like, yeah, I don't know. And then I, I just know, cause I know I have heard back from some people where this is the case where it's like down the road, like things completely change for them. And I don't know that this understanding did it, but I don't know that it didn't you know, and it makes sense that it did. So I don't really concern myself that much with what, you know, what someone hears in a given arbitrary period of time when I'm with them or anything like that, because no question, this is speaking truth that that wakes people up on a deeper level. And if it takes six months or six years or whatever for that to come to the surface, and if they attribute that to some other book they read or some other speaker they heard down the road, you know, it's fine. I don't care. I just get to talk about this. Nobody's keeping score. That's the good news anyway. <laughs> like, who cares, you know? Like, like, let's just speak truth and people want to hear it. And, you know, if people are changed on my watch or if they're not, I, it doesn't bother me either way. Absolutely. I'm not keeping score. There's no way I'm keeping score. <laughs> uh, you did recently answer a student's question by saying that uh, there will come a time when you know this understanding like your ABCs. My gosh, that was awesome for me because, uh, and you know, I've been in this since 2014 and you said that in a podcast and it was awesome for me. You had said, Hey, it doesn't matter if you're sleep deprived, which I can relate to if, uh, your business is so busy or your, your life is so busy. If you know, you know, once you get to know this really well, you have a better grounding of it, you'll know it like your ABCs. And wow, that was just so awesome. Again, just to hear something new, something refreshing. Um, and then I started the, to sing the song. <laughs> Do I know the, the song? You know, have a, when's the last time I've said that song or, or sang that song? Just to make sure that you still knew your ABCs? Yeah, and I, and I do. I do. I know my Midwest version of it. So, uh, but still, that was really nice. That was great to hear and uh, just fun. I love it. And it's like that now, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just how life looks. Yes. Now, is that because, there's, there's not an answer to this question, but For me personally, I love this understanding so much because, let's face it, it saved my life. 
So I, um, for me, I don't have a whole lot of spare time. So in my spare time that I, I choose to be a part of this understanding and that's just, that's my choice. Um, not everybody has that choice. Um, but at the same time, so I, I practice in a way. Does that mean that, that I'm going to get it more than someone else? No, not at all. But it's just, uh, it's something that I really believe in more than pretty much every, anything. Yeah. And it just comes across as more, the more I practice, which is simply listening, listening to conversations, especially listening to the group calls and hearing people talk and, um, and, and feeling that connectedness when people come in and they're caught up in their uh, details, the content and the details and they're suffering. My gosh, I can relate to that. No problem whatsoever. It just shows how beautiful we are as human beings. And uh, yeah, it's fascinating. I love yeah. it. It is. It's another, it's another kind of and in a way like it's because it's, you can't, practice your way to it but and you can't practice your way to it and in some ways the more you just hang out in this conversation just the more you see so it's not a thing we can control or manipulate or make happen and it's not true that if somebody's listened to 30 calls they they see it more deeply than someone who's listened to two calls that's not true at all no. And the more you hang out in it, the more you see, and the more it just becomes like your ABCs. I can't explain it, but both are true. All right. Let me ask you, I know that you've been um, pushing or not pushing. You've been offering. Let me change that word. You've been offering uh, more uh, courses and coaching. You've been putting out a lot of uh, free videos and just um, inspiring people to take this understanding to another level. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I find it fascinating how at one point I was caught up in that whole coaching, online coaching thing where they bombard you. As soon as you even sign up for something, it's, you're, you're done. You, you, every email you ever, you know, every place you go online, the, that coaching uh, click funnel, whatever finds you, uh, and and you have to unsubscribe to all of them. They're all <laughs> over the place. So, uh, but I, uh, an interesting question came up, and it said, you know, why do coaches need a niche when this understanding encompasses everything? Yeah. Is it yeah. because it's so encompassing that it's that it's like okay? Let's just try one little thing here. Well, I don't know. It's a, it's a great question. I mean, ultimately, I think when you're helping anyone with any specific issue, but you're doing it from this understanding, you're not really talking about the issue all that much. Like when I help people with habits and anxiety, we're not talking about habits and anxiety all that much. We're just not. And I think that's true of anyone. And again, no matter what your niche is, no matter how specific it is, 
if you're coming from this understanding, you're talking about this understanding because that's all that matters really in the end of the day. It's not, it's not details and fixing things at that specific level. Um, I think a, a niche is helpful when you're just out there reaching, you know, your little subset of the 8 billion people in the world that need help because a large portion of those 8 billion people are sit around, sitting around thinking about their problem. And if you say, hey, I have a take on your problem, they're likely, like, I don't know, I'm just making this up as I say it, but it's like they're likely to hear that, right? If you say, hey, I have a new paradigm that'll solve everything for you, they say, okay, next. <laughs> like, like, yeah, thanks, but I don't need that right now. I need my problem solved. So I think it's just as simple as kind of speaking, speaking the language of the person, the people you want to help. But it is a funny thing because it is sort of the, like I have to do this in low school, big change all the time. Like, yeah, you just joined this course to find freedom from habits and anxiety. And that's definitely what we're going for. But by the way, we're not going to talk about habits and anxiety very much for a while. And it's a bit of a, you know, it kind of throws people off until it doesn't, until they kind of get a feel for where you're pointing. So you don't need a niche, you know, it, it's helpful in and helping, again, the masses kind of recognize themselves in what you're sharing and just be interested to hear, to listen. But once you start talking, I think pretty much everything we say is pretty niche-free, relatively speaking. And, you know, someone asked you recently about uh, going back and sharing, you know, the, the issues that you had, and you had said that I really don't do that anymore. I mean, I could if I wanted to, but I really don't do that anymore because that's almost, that's speaking from a different time period with different thoughts. My gosh, I couldn't agree with you more than more than that because it's yeah, I could go back there, but I would be making up a lot of stuff. Yeah, I know it was really terrible, but I also know now that I was just really caught up, and in those moments where I was really caught up in my thinking and how dark and you know, whatever depressed it was. Yeah, it was a bad place to be in. But it, but seeing where, where I know that I had clarity and I know that I had wisdom and I especially know that I, that I was love at those, at that same time, yeah. way back then. It's so um, interesting to think about it now. It's, it's almost a challenge to go back there. It is. It's a funny thing. It's like, I think that's a sign of our resilience too, that we almost forget in a way what it was like. And you're just present now. And so it's like to to be present now and then to have to put yourself mentally for me, like 10 years ago, probably about the same for you, 10, 12, 15 years in, in the past and remember how it felt and say it from right now today is a lot of, a lot of making up going on in there. <laughs> you know, it's just... <laughs> You know, and I get it though. I really do get why people love hearing that other people love stories and they love hearing how you change. But it's also just a little interesting because I think often when people want to hear your story, they're looking for they're looking for things to do. And it's so innocent, of course, but they're looking for like, okay, what's the big insight you had so I can get that myself? And it doesn't work that way. You know, like no. my insights made sense for me and I don't even, I couldn't even put most of them to words and you right. neither. Like we, we can make up and even our words to describe them are just made up after the fact. We can say, oh, I saw that, you know, thought moved through me. Well, that, those are our words right now today to describe something that wasn't at all that in the moment. It was so much bigger than that in the moment. 
when it was an insight for us, you know? So it's, again, we can be human and tell the stories and, you know, do that stuff, play the whole human game. That's great. But it is a little interesting to see, oh, wow, that's, yeah, it's, there's a lot of, a lot of making up happening. You know, it's so funny too, this conversation, you've almost segued into my next question, not knowing what the question is. So you just said being human. And um, now I've uh, noticed recently that there are times when my randomly generated thoughts speak out loud and they may not necessarily be loving. but. I'm not my thoughts. So I, I may say something that's not loving in any manner, judgmental, mean, but I'm not my thoughts. So I think now if people could see that in themselves, uh, then if they heard other people saying mean things, that that would really create a shift. Now I'm not saying for a, that it would, for a fact, create a shift. But when I recognized that in myself, it was like, wow, how funny is it just to be human? Now, the, the beauty also in this understanding is I do find myself more compassionate, more loving, just because now I know, thanks to you and people like you, who have shared that we are peace, love, and wisdom. Never knowing that before, ever knowing that before, there wasn't uh, as much of, uh, hey, of possibilities. Yeah. It's very possible that I could be a compassionate person. And now it seems to be more compassionate just for the fact that you're saying that it's true. And then I'm seeing that it's true and feeling that it's true. But that doesn't stop me from anything in the world because I am a human being. Yes. Yeah. And those words come out. They just yeah. do. And they don't mean anything about you as a human being. Isn't that great? <laughs> it's amazing it's great. and great. I know. It's, it's amazing. amazing. Yeah. And it doesn't wow. make us irresponsible human beings or mean human beings. It just does the opposite. Like you just, you're just human and everybody else is too. It's not, it's not such a big deal. Um, let me ask you another question. Do you feel that we need to heal our past in order to find clarity in this understanding? I hear people talk about their past circumstances as if they can't move forward without being healed first. It's almost as if we're hearing the little mind put up a fight for some sort of habitual negativity, uh, a champion for suffering. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be our experience if we believe that's the case. And that's the that's what's kind of sad, is that we've we've kind of, been told, you know, no, this is a real thing. And unless you get over it or heal it, I don't even know how you do these things. Get over it or heal it or fix it or see it differently or make peace with it or accept it. You're stuck. You know, we're sometimes told that very explicitly and sometimes it's just implied. But I, it's just not true. How could that be? 
how could it be? I mean, it's over. It's over. And even if it's replaying in your mind right now today, something that's over, it's thought. It's no different than like, now I hate to say it like that because I know it's sensitive and it and it's painful, but it's sensitive and painful because it looks so real because it because we've been told this is real and it's meaningful and you need to heal it to move on. That's why it's so painful. I was going to say it's no different than any other thought that just plays through our mind today. It really isn't in a sense, right? All thought is the same. Now, I know that upsets people because they'll say, no, when I'm imagining a past abuse, that's very different than thinking about what I'm going to have for lunch. Content-wise, absolutely. And feeling-wise, absolutely. But the more we can see that they're both thought, they're both pictures and sounds in our heads of things that aren't even real right now, then you start to see them more and more the same, you know? And I know it's very hard to hear, but but I think it's just hard to hear because of what we've been, what we misunderstand and what we've been told about it. Yes, absolutely. In fact, I recently, um, for, an, for an experiment, decided to quit drinking. I used to like beer. I decided to quit. It was the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> and then I started to do a little research on sugar. I thought, well, why don't we just try it with sugar? But my sister said, oh, no, that's a lot different. And I thought to myself, and, and I didn't think, but the thought arose that said, it is no, it's not different at all. It's not different at all. It is simply a thought. Yeah. So after the 60 questions that I wrote down and went through all of them and then we dissected them and kind of went through some of them. My last one here is everything that we've talked about tonight was brought to you by thought. The maker of all of your experiences. You have everything that you need with love and gratitude. Good night. Thank you for being here, Amy Johnson, and sharing your innate love with all of us. Your generosity, your compassion, patience, and understanding is working to sustain a more connected world one person at a time. I speak on behalf of my fellow alumni when I say that we love you immensely and continue to be proud of your efforts. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Aw, thank you, Dave. This was fun. I, I, I think we still did about 55 questions, it feels like. I don't know what happened to the whittling, but it was awesome. There are great questions, and I really appreciate you wanting to do this. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Have you heard about the course I'm doing with Barb Patterson, Scott Kelly, and Angus and Rohini Ross? It's called 2020 Insight, and it's a four-week virtual course designed to help you start your new year, your new decade, really, fresh, totally fresh with a blank slate, free of old conditioning and old ways of seeing things. Each week will have a specific focus and will be led by one of us. So you'll receive a video lesson every morning, Monday through Thursday, and then have a live webinar every Friday hosted by that week's teacher. So I kick off the course the week of January 20th, talking about habits. You'll get a video from me every day and a live webinar with me on that Friday. Then Scott talks about health for a week, Angus and Rohini about relationships, and Barb talks about purpose and work. 
You'll be in a private Facebook group where we'll be coaching you throughout the four weeks and we'll wrap the program with a live webinar with all five of us. You can see more at barbarapatterson.com slash insight and I'll share that link in the show notes. The course begins January 20th and it's going to be an incredible way to kick off the new year. So please join us. 